Ladies and gentlemen, live from Nashville, Tennessee, Russell Tindall. Oh, thank you. You're too kind. You're too kind. Come on. Come on now. All right. Keep your shirts on. Come on. You're, you're too kind. You're too kind. Welcome. We've got a wonderful show for you tonight. Uh, I'm Russell Tindall, your host. As always, I have uh, my my also wonderful co-host, uh, DJ Nettie Pruitt here. Uh, and we're just gonna, we're gonna talk and we have a good time. We got a very special, um, uh, music guest for you tonight. Uh, DJ Alley cat. Very excited for that later in the second half of this, uh, show. And I, honestly, it's just going to be a great one. I know I say it every week, but it's going to be a dang good show. And I'm really excited about this. How are you feeling about this? Nettie? I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm really excited that Allie's here because in this one, I really wanted it to be so, in depth, uh, and so deep. And I couldn't, I couldn't dig into my, my guts and dig into my dead world soul here enough to pull out some like deep, uh, deeper thoughts, I should say, because weirdly enough, uh, for all my fans out there, all the adventure time fans, uh, we get a lot of backstory later on in, in the, the show about the dead worlds and death. And we get a lot of peppermint Butler history in the HBO specials. So all of my theoretically speakings for this episode are like tossed out the window, which is kind of, it kind of sucks as being like, you know, knowing so more about me. the show. It's, and I was like, I want to hear your theoretically speaking, because as someone who doesn't know anything about the dead worlds, about death, about Peppermint Butler, I'm, I just imagine that you pulled out so many like what in the world is happening here moments. I, I did. And Ned, I am cracking up. Because we went from my energy of talk show hosts to back to the never ending adventure podcast, talking about yeah. never ending or talking about adventure time, just two I, buddies chilling. Like, I mean, boom, man, just, we were just in it. Two brothers, <laughs> just, just two brothers, just, 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 just two, two brothers. brothers talking <laughs> death and bloom this week. Gosh, I, I'm excited about this episode. Yeah, death and bloom. It, again, we've just hit this stride. I really think the last three episodes of the show where it's starting to feel canon. It's starting to feel like feels everything good. in this show has a purpose. Mm. And you're like, yes, I'm ge- you're getting into the meat, you know? Yeah. It feels good to, to get in here and to just marinate for a little bit. Flambe, you know, for as Jake flambe. likes to do. He likes to get down there and flambe a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, it does. Well, give me man. your, I, give me I'm your excited. like overall, like not an episode recap, but like an episode emotional, like, like what's, what was the initial like emotional spur of this episode? Was it like good? Uh, I, that's not what you're looking for, but that is <laughs> good. The word that comes to mind is good. It is a good episode. Uh, it's it's gonna be up there for me at the end of the season. I can Ooh, already good. feel it. Um, it's just it's just fun. It really is. It, it's yeah. a good episode. You get to see death, which how often do you get to meet death? And I have a note later on in the podcast. I just want to say like. I really enjoyed the depiction of uh, omnipotent beings that are rather normal or kind of oddly down to earth. Ooh, and here yeah. we see death just like as a farmer hanging out at his house that has like no ceiling. And he's just he's just kind of vibing and it makes him feel a little bit like likable. It gives him some personality, kind of almost relatable in a way, but you know he's death. 
Um, and it just, it also adds the potential for flaws. And I like that idea of going about like an all-powerful being in that sort of way. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and I'm they, glad we got that with death. I am. They really did that too when we opened up season two with, with Hudson Abadir. Like that he's this interesting like sort of demon. We we This is the dead world, but it's obviously not the nightosphere. So like we obviously realize there's not, you just die and you go to one place or there's not like a, a hell in this universe or anything like that. But interesting, is there not? So I honestly watching this, I really didn't even think about that. The Nightosphere seemed like I felt like we relate. We called him the devil, did we yeah. not? Throughout, yeah, you were you episode, really thought I think I did of the Nightosphere as like a hell type scape because there's demons and like Hudson Abadir is a demon. Like how earthly of me? Mm. How earthly of you? How, well, or, you'll you'll get this rather. Uh, Christian religion <laughs> me, whatever. how religious show better for that yeah um, but yeah they, they go into just crazy amounts of detail about the dead world and and I wanted to mm. to say that like because to open this up and it's it's not a spoiler because I've already talked about the dead worlds and there being like one through 50 of the dead worlds in adventure time because Jake make reference and he it, it, multiple episodes he's like yeah, when I go meet Glob and transcend to the to the third dead world, like he says that. And there was a great scene at the beginning of this episode when they, you know, they pan down and they're like, we're in the dead world. And they do this huge long pan down of like scorpions and all this stuff. And at the very bottom, it was just a bunch of skeletons like being normal. So what, like what level of the dead world or what dead world are we in? I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't think I don't think this they, is where death lives. Unless I missed something in the HBO special, this is either like the prerequisite to going to your own dead world, like kind of like kind of like a what do you call it? The um, oh, what's that in Catholicism where you're in uh, purgatory? Mm-hmm. This th- I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is a little bit more of a purgatory ish des- dead world. Where okay. it's well, and and that's why it seems so empty, and that's like why the skeletons are just like hanging out around like hills, yeah. and they're just like wandering around, you know. Did you notice all the cop cars? What what is up with all the cop cars? Yeah, there, I actually looked up a fact. And UFOs, UFOs, and cop cars are there all was, throughout this. There was twenty different police cars in this episode. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little much. You now, know, I, I had one, I had one uh, deep thought, overly uh, too TikTokable. Uh, like theory about this. And then I had a really good adventure time theory about this. Okay. Well, give me your TikTokable theory about it and I'll shut up real fast. My TikTokable theory is that, is this some sort of statement that cops are bad and that, or, or that there is inherently death around police? Like, because it's all these dead people and there's police cars everywhere. Interesting. My, my second more adventure time, way more fun, way, way more like, let's not get controversial theory is that we did see in the like chunk of ooh, you know, obviously there's a chunk taken out of the world and that in the dead world, there's all these little floating, you know, pieces of earth in the sky. It's desolate. It looks like everything's been burned. Is this some sort of representation of like the chunk of earth that was taken out and like this is what it is now? Like... Does that yeah, because you do see skeletons. Well, I maybe so. And the only reason why I'm like a little unsure. I mean, well, there's a lot of reasons. I have no clue. But 
Um, I do wonder because there are skeletons of all types there. There are modern skeletons. Mm-hmm. There are like Viking skeletons. Oh, and there's like know? Victorian era skeletons. So it feels very much like this is just a, a place where people go after they die. Yeah, you know, but true. I do think it's interesting that they they bring up multiple times that you could double die or you could you could die mm-hmm. while you're in the land of the dead. And so do you just become dead dead? Are you just you're just dead dead at that point? I think you go to a different dead world. Like that's the so you thing. go down one. Like every time yeah, you die, you go, you go down that, one. That's what I would assume is you go down one, or you, if this was not the lowest of the dead worlds, like you go to a different one. Yeah, okay. like a, a worse one. Well, because like, like we can like, even like how Jake says in the episode, he's like, I don't know, man. This place isn't that bad. Like, yeah, he's pretty chill about it. It's really not that terrible. Death seems like a an okay guy. He's really in the metal music. Um, even the gatekeeper, which, even the, the weird birdish gatekeeper is like yeah. really chill, you know? Yeah. He's the big one eyed bird, man. Um, but it's, I just love, he's like the TSA agent of, of the death, like <laughs> village or whatever. And yeah. he's like telling Jake and Finn, Hey, uh, step out of line, you know? And then they run past him. And I think his quote is like, Oh, dingle. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, he's too big to move. He's too big and clunky, I guess. I, I almost wondered if there's something with like being a skeleton and not having muscles or whatever, uh, or skin to contain all your innards, um, even though you're animated, stops you from being able to like be mobile or, or you know, have like dexterity of any kind. Yeah. I, who knows, man? There's potential, man. The skeletons do like jump on Jake and Finn really quick. And yeah. It it does take Jake, and I was gonna say I almost had a Jake mistake. The Jake mistake of this episode pancakes. would have been when he the, all the skeletons were on top of him, but then he did like blow up and like get super strong and like I think bust he needed to. Yeah, I don't. I think he realized that this was a situation that Ben was not going to be able to get out of alive, and so he had to like break out and actually actually do the the Jake brother thing. Yeah. Yeah. And save both of them. But well, let's 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 rewind just a little bit, man. Yeah, we, we um, haven't th- that's the core that's the meat of the episode, or the or the lack thereof, I should say, because yeah. there is no, no meat on this episode. I think we're gonna get deeper in later on. I think you're oh, underestimating. I'm our saying music, that was a pun. And that was a pun as in there's no meat on them bones. Oh, okay. Well um whatever but, my yes. head. <laughs> <laughs> that went over my head. Uh man, yeah, we, we start out and with PV. Just, with PB, and she's got to go to the Veggie Village for an annual tech fair. Yeah, which... did you did you catch that we saw Stanley again? Remember the did episode we? we watched, and they rescue Stanley and his family. And his family, yeah. And this is Stanley. It's the Vegetable Village, and they're having About, a science conference. Can you prove that? I, I don't know. All of those little, vegetables. all those little fruits and veggies were wearing like, like rigged up with like metal science equipment. and I was like, oh, did did PB put that on them or did they actually build the contraption? Are these actually like sentient intelligent well, They must be alive in some way. There's a reason there's a tech fair there, but I think they're just not in they're not alive in the way that PB needs them to be for a tech fair. I it sucks. The the veggie <laughs> sucks. village sucks. sucks. That's all there is to it. Uh I, I don't know. I, that was my note is that it sucked. Did you notice um, it was in front of Tree Trunk's house too? Well, see, that's the thing. Was that Tree Trunk's house or is that just the new Veggie Village because theirs burned down? Actually, know? yeah. I, I, we, have we been to Tree Trunk's house yet 
in the show? Yeah, we have. Like okay. the second ep- yeah. third episode. Yeah, okay. I, I wanted to this I was guy. like double checking. No, I was making sure that we did go to her house because I was like, oh, did did tree trunks take over the veggie village to build her house? But no, it's it's that was we just could, fun. We could Google uh Allie's sitting next to me, y'all. I was wondering how long it would take for me to say it. Allie, could you Google, which I think you already are anyways, uh, whether that was the house or not? Just look at her house and look at the house from the I episode. really, I really do think it was. Well, let's it, move on until really we have an close. answer. But we have um, PB come in. And, and she has the, to leave on the morrow, which is such a great like mix-up of like, is it tomorrow or is the morrow this giant awesome hawk she has? Yeah. Well, you you really don't catch it until it's later in the show. Like, you really do think that she's coming back tomorrow. It's great, but the hawk just swoops in and just, like, picks her up by the head. Did you see her arms are just out to the side? And she she just, like, clawed in the face by this hawk. And there was a princess bubblegum mistake. That's it for this episode. Yeah, that she's... She has another bird later on in the show. It's a swan that has, like, a unicorn horn on its head. I've seen it. Yeah, and she, lasers. Yeah, yeah, I see later. Yeah, the the swan I, again. I think the swan that was the dungeon episode, right? Is a little cooler with the lasers. It's a little Way cooler, cooler than the morrow. Yeah. Way cooler. And I think she used the swan as well when she goes to try and convince Finn to beat up um Ice King or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Can't recall that episode. I was not planning on talking about it, but heck yeah, dude. Well, Anyways, the princess plant. What's up with the princess plant? She I don't know. I, it's needs yeah, it, it for some reason. It bugged me that she was like, I usually leave it with a sitter. Can you guys watch it? And I was like, of all of the like protector of the kingdom type things to do, like wh- why are they watching after a plant? Like, can she not it just has stick magical it in the powers of some sort? Maybe that's how she like is it the power of youth? Is she eating the petals of it and it keeps her young or that's probably not true, but I just thought it was really interesting. I also had a little theory about maybe because we get to meet and see more and more about what Peppermint Butler is up to and, and who mm-hmm. he really is. Um, I wonder if the plant and Allie, close your ears because this is a spoiler for you potentially. There's a king um, and a book that we love, the King Killer Chronicles which is uh, a wise man's fear. I'm going to cover my mouth so she can't see my lips. And there's there's a guy poisoning the king. But anyways, you know, like slowly over time by eating something. Did you hear that? You might have heard that. Okay, cool. <laughs> You're good. You can unplug and plug back in. So anyway, so I, I wonder if like that's what's going on with Peppermint Butler, maybe over time. And I really whispered that, so I don't even know if our listeners are going to get to hear that. But over time... Um, if maybe PB is going to be ill for some reason. Mm. Um, She's yeah. ill. She, she does get ill later on, but not a peppermint butler related industry. Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah. Interesting. Well, that's, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more about that, but it did remind me of Kojo and for the listeners out there uh, or fellow travelers, Kojo is my lucky bamboo plant who is sitting behind me, who I almost killed this past week because <laughs> I forgot to water him again. I'll, hold on. Ned, entertain, entertain our guests. Because you're going to go water your plant. I don't I just want to show you him. Look at this guy. That's he's, a good one. He's a good one. He's, he almost died plant. one time. And I, I think I mentioned I was doing plant surgery on this podcast. And I had to like plant this little seedling that I got going. 
Um, and like, Kojo like, was named because I thought it meant plant in Japanese, and it doesn't. So, <laughs> it and means... also Lucky Bamboo is a Chinese thing. I'm pretty sure. So I'm all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> it's all over the place. It's um, all over the place. But yeah. but you you uh have yourself a little plant just like uh just like PB. I do. I don't eat him. He's my son. Doesn't give you uh, special fancy hair powers. No, but you know, peace of mind and oxygen. And I feel like that's more important. That's what keeps you young. Let's be real. I'm trying to build fan art, like potential fan art for the listeners out there to just, I want to see me and Kojo hanging out, um, (laughs) in adventure time somewhere. Some plant, plant reference. Also, did you catch that? The, this like whole episode opens on PB going, Oh, fudge. Like no, I didn't. I didn't no, it was that. it was such a quick one. Like because and I think we just overheat. Like we don't listen to it much. But I was like, that's so funny. They opened this episode and she's like, "Oh, fudge! I forgot about the science thing." And mm. I was like, that's just like a total like Christmas story callback that she's. It, you don't think about it because she's the princess of yeah, candy and chocolate. But I was like, oh, that's that's a reference to cursing. So it could be. Yeah, my. My issue, or just like a way to censor cursing for Cartoon Network, but my my issue is the music. I was so into it, and I was like, yeah. man, like, if it's your time, music. come on, grab your friends. No, like the the title oh. that we listen to every week, the opening. I like I as it's gone on, and I've I went through phases of like I skip it, but now I'm back to like listen to it every time I, I watch the show. And the title cards metal music just like was out of nowhere. And I, I jumped backwards. I was like, oh, geez, what, what is happening? You know, and it, it threw yeah. me for a little bit of a loop. And that metal music keeps coming back. You have it in the like Tenacious D, like death versus uh, Finn music battle for, you know, both Finn and Jake's souls, essentially. Yeah. Later on. De- and, Devil went down to Georgia, baby. Yeah, so I was... I was I was wondering if his devil went down the Georgia or, or the tenacious D like minus Dave Kroll battle, um, <laughs> the pick of destiny battle. Yeah, exactly. We are the D we are the D we are the D, you know, but I was thinking, I what was it whip crack with a swampy tail? <laughs> that, is, that is such a good line. I also love the ship a dip bang. You know, I can never do it, but the is so good. This podcast is just evolving. It's all a tangent this week. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll admit it. We do go on tangents this week. What a sentence Finn has, though, to bring it back a little bit when he goes, All we got to do is go to the land of death and claim the flower soul from death before Princess Bubblegum returns. And I'm yeah. just like, That just encapsulates <laughs> Adventure Time to me. It's just like this very random, Here's our mission. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. And you would never see these words in a sentence. Uh, yeah, it, it makes else. me think that this had obviously been done before. If this was like an obvious thing to Finn, was like, this is the plan. And Jake was like, I'm cool with that. Like, obviously I, this has been done before. It's wild. It's and wild. A, a great factoid of this episode, Lay it on, me. on that note of possibly it being done before, it was so casual that when they get down there and they meet death, and and Finn's like, we're here to claim the souls of the plant back. Death has this this line, and he goes, "Oh, not again." Mm. And it was like, so it it has been done before. And yeah. there, there was a little factoid that said that it was potentially um, a reference to Orpheus, which is a Greek mythology. And Orpheus was a, a in Greek mythology and ventured to the land of a dead to 
bring back uh, a like person of his own, or excuse me, uh, uh, Eurydice back to life. We'll, oh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get in the Greek mythology uh, a little bit later on. Uh, okay. I didn't tell you, but I think that's a big part of why I want to have Ali on here because yeah. I know very little about Greek mythology. Yeah, and I know I had, someone who I enjoys the, it quite a bit. Wikipedia entry for it, so I want Allie to get into. I prefer Allie over a Wikipedia reading. Yes, <laughs> I know she may have done the same. I, you know, I don't know. Nope, she's shaking her head. She's she's got it. She knows uh, it. She she read The Lightning Thief when she was in college and loved it. Or middle school and loved it. Never mind. I've been corrected. But, yes. but, but, but I, I, I digress because I was saying yeah. it, that's we'll go into that in the next uh, portion of the podcast. Yeah, we'll get into that after was, after commercials and whatnot. Yeah, um, I just thought it was interesting that, like, like you said, it was just so random that it you were like, okay, come on, like nobody just goes, let's go to the land of the dead and bring back the soul of a flower. Like, no. Well, here's what's weird. I mean, okay, you can cross your eyes and there's a portal in the castle get, to get to land of the death or mm-hmm. dead, and I just wonder if that's just the nature of something that like the power that Peppermint Butler has. But when you get to the land of the dead, you have a moment where Finn and Jake are like how are we going to get down? And, and Jake's like, Oh, well hop in my paunch, but it's, it has a really awkward tone. And he's like, I don't want you to hop in my paunch. Like that's a weird thing to do. Mm-hmm. And they both kind of look around and like, Oh, an escalator, like excuse, get out of here. How's that any more weird than Finn's suit or Jake's suit? Yeah, Sorry. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not any weirder than Jake's suit. Jake's suit's all. way worse. I, yeah. I don't get it, man. Well, obviously, we saw how far it descended. So, like, maybe Jake did not want to stretch down, like, a quarter mile in his paunch, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that that could potentially be a little bit more uncomfortable than the Jake suit. Maybe so. But he can jump and then stretch and, like, make the landing a little bit less impactful by... Well, we, we even forget the concept of, like, uh, or parachute. Jake, Jake parachute. Yeah, you yeah. can have a Jake parachute easily. Well, Ned, do you have a tops? Let's do tops before we head into yeah, the commercial. Yeah, I got a couple. I got actually this episode, and I think that's why I had a little bit of a problem digging out something deep from this episode, was that it was all just tops for me. All of them. Um, yeah. all, first of all, the top of the tops was, it's kiss of death, baby. Oh, okay. I like I that. Love, I love that line. And just, he's so cool when he says it. He's like, it's a kiss of death, baby. Dude, um, you, could you guess what my tops is for this episode? I would either say it is the Jake fart that echoes. It is. Yes. It is. I would, I'll just go ahead and with you. It's a Jake tube. <laughs> that was my, that was my number three tops. Number three day, dude, I avoid the, like the fart thing, you know, as much as I can, but this was the first time. And this might be my biggest laugh in adventure time so far. <laughs> when I he- really got a good chuckle out of it. Like not only was I just not expecting it. Cause sometimes like the, the Jake pocket fart was really funny when he turned over and that got me mm. to giggle, but I very audibly laughed out <laughs> loud. Um, I, it just, is, I watched it like for the second time today, probably for the 20th time in my life. Uh, and I just, it does make you laugh. It just, even, it's the echo. It's the tone. Yeah, the echo. Like, it causes an a- avalanche. Like even Jake goes, <laughs> I thought it would be funny. And it, it freaking was dude. It you was. crushed it. And those, you double killed those skeletons and, Ooh, now they did dead. You know, I mean, you got them. So I, oh, that was man. my tops for sure. That, my other two in this one was when, cause you, you know, I got to love a poo brain reference. And he was like, come got on, to. man, Jake's got poo brain. He goes, and he pops <laughs> yes. his mouth. And then <laughs> the last one, the last one was Jake going, um, they're trying to peel my flesh off. 
I'm not a banana. And like, yeah, that was rips all of them off. I love that. Too. What like, instrument like, does Jake play though? Cause he's like, I'm not the instrumental one. I'm not the musical one. Jake is, uh, he can beatbox. I know. Cause he plays the viola. Remember? Oh, frick. Yes, he does. Yeah. Wow. That was a, that's a Russell mistake right there. Oh, um, wah, wah, wah. So it was another Russell mistake of this podcast episode is, uh, Nettie's Factoids. There you go. Yeah. Coming at you real late. Coming at you um, real late. Well, speaking of real late, we're late to a commercial and we need that, that money. So let's yeah, get we that need money. That advertisement money. Yeah. All right. See y'all soon. Are you living in the land of the dead? Are you a skeleton guy? Do you need a way to stay alive though? You can technically just be alive and not have to eat anything or consume any meat or flesh or whatever. Well, the issue is down in the land of the dead, you don't have a lot of options. There's not a lot of flesh out there. I know you love it, but there's not a lot of it. And therefore we've created a wonderful product. Uh, Why don't you tell them about the lovable product, Ned? It's called soy flesh. It's flesh made from beans you can grow in the ground, and it comes in many forms. You can buy it in pills. You can buy it in butters. You can buy it in creams. You can buy it in bags. You can just zip yourself in a soy bag and and get a little bit of flesh. Soy flesh. It's made 100% from soy people found in the soy people kingdom, and you got to get that calcium, got to build strong bones and uh, grow up to be the same size you are now because you're never going to grow. You are a skeleton living in the land of the dead. But hey, keep your bones strong and last forever, baby. Last forever, baby. Soy flesh. Soy the flesh. newest thing, the hottest thing since real flesh. Now with a little bit of vitamin D. Welcome back to the podcast. We just uh, had a very bad advertisement there. As always, but As we're back always. and we're yeah. we're excited. We finally have our second, like, no, our third guest, right? Because Michael counts as a guest. He's well. Let's he be real. Goes. Let's be real here. We have special guest in terms of sitting in the room with both of us. Both of us, not replacement, not anybody sick with COVID. We've got a special guest on the podcast. It's yeah. DJ Alicus. Hello. <laughs> Okay, Allie, is that all you got? Come on, introduce yourself. Hello. Who are you? What do you do? What do you do? Um, yeah, I'm Allie, and I'm Russell's girlfriend. <laughs> so I watch Adventure Time with him when he's like researching the episodes and everything. But really, I have a lot about Greek stuff that I wanted to talk about with this episode in particular. So that's kind of why I'm here, I guess. I just couldn't do it. I I thought about it. I was like, you know, Allie and I had a long conversation about Greek mythology. And I realized maybe 10 minutes into that, that there was no way I could regurgitate half of what she said and, and even like slightly sound smart in any way. And I didn't want to read like what we were talking about earlier off a Wikipedia page. So I'm I'm not going to do that. But I, I think maybe the way we, we start this is we're coming back from a break. Let's, let's give, let's give the people what they want. You know, Ned, who's your lovely? Give give me some sugar, baby. I, my lovely's death, man. Death is your lovely. Death is my lovely. It was peppermint Butler on my first pass, like watched through, through the episode. And then I realized that death was just such a great character and they did death so well. Like death had to be my lovely for sure. It's a great, lovely, but I, um, I'm really surprised it's not who I chose. Uh, Allie, who, who, who's yours? I think I'm going to have to go with the Cyclops bird. 
who oh, like Oh good. That's a good one. Had to let them in. Like he didn't yeah. fight it. Just <laughs> let them zoom on past. There's not much he could do. He's just so big. You know, I, I do love that out of nowhere, his head's down. Like, I don't think he actually could have bent his head down that far, no. but, but for the sake of the shot, it was really funny. Yeah, um, I say there's nothing that he is prevented. Like there's nothing about that part of the dead world. That's that uh, high security. Cause he could have easily like also stepped over the wall and like gone into it. And he was like, Oh, it's like TSA. But before TSA was like, like not, serious like back when tsa wasn't serious you know like like the 70s or something like that like i'm yeah. sure that's what it was like i don't <laughs> it was even like, know if tsa oh, was around man. you know like, they, no, they ran like, on to the plane right it's like why there were so many uh plane hijackings yeah. like in the 70s and 80s was just like Wait, was it really yeah it was like well known that planes were just getting hijacked and then sent off to like different places just for people to escape like, that's, that's crazy. So ridiculous. That's so wild. We well, and, and we need a whole different episode to like break down all of the plane hijackings from the 1970s. You, you know, DJ Alley Cats Alley Facts, I think is what we oh, we need DJ later on. Alley Cats Alley Facts. I, I love, love that. <laughs> I know. You know, just right off the dome, right off the right dome. Off the dome. Uh, man, I just beat so hard just then, um, both <laughs> comedically and on my microphone. That was great. Um, my lovely is Lester, and I can't believe I'm ashamed of both of you guys. Lester is the best character in this damn episode. Uh, he just loves flesh. It's so warm and gushy and salty. Uh, and the Jate does the puddle and he gives the best line of the entire episode, which is, Whoa, you don't know what you're doing to me, guy. You don't know what you're doing to me, gay. Oh no. It's well, such a good line. Oh my good, God. That was, that was on my like runner ups tops of the episode. For oh sure. man. I, I love that line. I, we just had to talk about lovelies before we got, too deep into the deep stuff. Now I would um, I would say on that on that topic, and then we'll go we'll go real nice and deep with it. I said the best skeleton person had to be Halt. When <laughs> Halt is dang good. Yeah, and Halt, they come out and he's like Halt, and they're like Whoa, they caught us! And he's like Halt, man, what are you doing? He's like I'm trying to picture in my mind's eye where they might be. What is that voice? Is it Gary Busey or, or like what voice is that? Or the, the dude know. with the large mustache from it Big Lebowski and, you know. Sounds like Le, Big it's, Lebowski. It's not him. I, I looked up the voice actor. I didn't recognize his well, name. Yeah. I, I felt really bad for not shouting him out because I, I just didn't write it down. I apologize. Y'all go look it up. Maybe later in this episode, I'll bring it up if I can remember. But anyways, he was great. And then we have the skull, which I think you mentioned earlier where the skull is like, you drink or yeah, yes, go drink the water. And then they're like, well, maybe we shouldn't drink the water. No, don't drink the water. And I think that's kind of one of the first things we talked about the other night where we were talking about Greek mythology and getting into this river where Jake forgets a lot of his thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like in Greek mythology, there's a couple different rivers in the underworld. And Lethe is one of those rivers that... um makes people forget their memories or their past lives after they die so that they can be reincarnated into a different life. So I I feel like any underworld that also has a belief system of reincarnation probably has a similar type river or something for a life to forget their past life. Is it worth talking about 
like I, sorry, I just found it so fascinating the other day we were talking about, and maybe this isn't relatable enough to the episode, but how that works where people make it to heaven essentially, and then can decide to not move. Like, what were you saying? Yeah. So like in, I I feel like there's not a one-to-one to to Adventure Time in Greek mythology, mainly because Adventure Times, both of them are very complex in different ways. But for um, the underworld, there is like a structure to it, along with Adventure Time, where when you first enter, you're kind of in a waiting period of trying to figure out where you're going to go. And then once you are judged, you are placed into three different areas. Either you go to Tartarus, which is where really bad people go or people who have like disrespected the gods in some way, and they're punished for all time. And then there is the um, Asphodel Meadows, which is basically what I view this Adventure Time episode kind of being. It's a land of neutrality. Like you didn't do anything great. You didn't do anything bad. So you're just there existing and you're kind of just wishing you had your life back to like really uh, relive yourself. Like, and then the Elysian Fields is the last zone, which is for like the really awesome people who did amazing things. And Um, it's only those people who can like go drink from the river Lethe and then be reincarnated. So only the truly good people can do that. But again, you choose to drink from the river. And if you do so, you forget all your memories and you're taking a gamble that in the next life, you're going to be good again. And I, you know, obviously we don't see that with Jake. Jake drinks from the river. He, he goes and meets death. And due to their ridiculous connection with Peppermint Butler, who Peppermint Butler is also very fascinating, where he has this thing where he kind of guides them in a sense. He tells them a little bit of what they need to do in order to get through uh, the land of the dead, but he doesn't give them everything they need. He almost mentions don't drink the water, but it's too late. And it feels a little bit like he hesitated. Like it's a pretty big detail when these guys are going down to the land of the dead. Was there anything talking about um, just Peppermint Butler in particular or the his relationship with Finn and Jake in this episode that reminded you of any characters from Greek mythology? Uh, yeah, so there's a couple different stories where different heroes go down to the underworld and it's usually some type of god who gives a task or a trial to the hero to like go down into the underworld. And I feel like the one that really reminds me of Peppermint Butler, kind of a spoiler to you though. So I'll, hold on, hold on a second. I, I did this Sally earlier and now I'm doing it. I'm out. <laughs> um, so there's a goddess named uh, Circe who is like the goddess of sorcery and witchcraft. And she directs Odysseus into the underworld so that he can talk to the dead and get prophecies from the dead. And with how Peppermint Butler is later in the show, I believe, I think sorcery is a good connection for him. 
Yes. You can confirm that though, Ned. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I, I am like holding my tongue here so bad because that's why this episode is so great is that actually two of the HBO specials, two different episodes, the more and the more you talk about like the Greek worlds and reincarnation, it ties in so much with what happens like post, like when the show's over in the specials. Right. One, it is confirmed, you know, like we'll, we'll let Michael come in with the spoiler drops here. Spoiler drop. Oh, spoiler I'm back. Drops. Oh, yes. I'm picking all, all over the place. I'm so sorry, Michael. <laughs> oh man. But, but yes, I'm going to, I'm going to go, go ahead and preface this for anybody that there's, I'm going to throw in some spoiler drops here because everything you said was so spot on. It was so wonderful. There's a point in the again? show. There's a point in the show where I think even before the special that Finn and Jake promise each other that they're going to meet up in the dead world to like together, you know, one day so that they can be reincarnated together. And that is a plan that they have and actually leads into a one, like almost tear jerking episode where they, you know, Jake, Jake obviously dies way before Finn because he's a dog, you know, dogs don't live as long. Finn can't find Jake in the dead world. And Jake has transcended to the first dead world, like the the highest oh, wow. of all beings. It's it's like heaven, like plus. And he's like, and Finn goes on this journey to go find him and was like, bro, we were supposed to meet up together so we could be reincarnated. And he has this whole journal or a journey struggle where he's trying to convince Jake because Jake's living in paradise right, to be reincarnated. And spoiler, the end of it, they decide to be reincarnated together. And Aww. it's so it's so everything that you did, again, like you're about to start crying as I'm <laughs> talking about it. It's so, so good. Yeah. And then the second spoiler is that HBO special is you get the whole history of Pepp- Peppermint Butler. Like, okay. and, and I won't spoil that as bad. It was just that one, the first one was too good not to mention it because it ties in so well with this episode. Right, yeah. But Peppermint Butler can confirm it is definitely dark sorcery. Definitely okay. uh, like not even not even the ma- like we see magic in this universe. We see like mm-hmm. Magic Man, we see Abrick Daniel. This like Peppermint Butler is like into the dark stuff. Right. That's kind of what little spoilers that I have had. That's kind of the vibe that I got from Peppermint Butler. So Oh yeah. That comparison feels very accurate, but mm-hmm kind of they're treating humans as playthings. So a lot of times there's different gods who like kind of trick people into going to the underworld. And that almost feels like Peppermint Butler too. Like he very much tricks them and then is like, oh, I'll help you, but it's going to have a huge price attached to it. And he yeah. downplays, sorry, I'm back again. I've been taking out my earpiece in case anyone's interested um, of like, did Ru- Russell, that just get ruined for Russell? Ned, you are definitely going to be editing this podcast <laughs> or getting the clips for it. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, he he definitely is like underplays the promise a good bit. I mean, if the price is flesh, their flesh that he's going to steal in their sleep and he gets those like zombification eyes from like, it kind of reminded me of episode one I was like, was he, mm-hmm. I don't think that had any effect on him, but, but certainly I, I just, I don't know. I was like, man, that is just, 
it's sleazy and it's a little just messed up, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it goes back to, I think, was it a couple of weeks ago we talked about uh, the fact that Finn's the only human and it's kind of like the apex creature of, of Ooh. And that even the candy people, we see Starchy in episode one in Slumber Party Panic. At the end of the episode, he's like, I just love flesh. Tastes delicious. And now this Pepper starchy. is it, this, this whole like, like reoccurring thing that candy people want flesh. It's, and now it's the second time we've heard about it, you know? And randicorns, man. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody's and after that flesh. I get it, man. It's salty. It's juicy. It's mm, <laughs> tasty. What, what does the skeleton say? He's like, look, look at that thing flubber around. Yeah, I think that's exactly what he says. <laughs> He's like, look uh, at it flubber right. right there. Can we just real fast, while, while we're preparing for more Greek mythology thoughts, <laughs> I just wanted to talk a little bit on Death's powers. What okay. do you, dude, he's got like several really cool kind of OP powers where the first one is the, the prism prison that he puts yeah. Ben into. That one was that really ben cool. Can't, Ben's like floating and he can't break out of it like... To, I don't know, man. I, I just really love that. And he has these fire eyes, which I guess he can use while someone's in the prism in order to kill, to kill them. them. Which and then is he has like nuts. teleportation eyes too. Like when he splits and he's like, returns them back to you. Yeah. yeah. And then the, uh, and yeah. And also they're not in his eyesight or direct eyesight. He's got like, like, like owl vision. Like ca- or chameleon eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Chameleon eyes. Yeah. M- much better. But, um, and then the other one was the ability to return the kiss of death to return the memory back to to Jake. And in one episode, you get a character with just ridiculous powers. And again, like I said earlier, is just so weirdly human uh, yeah. in, in a way, you know, like he's just, just so great. He's, it's he's so ruling good. the dead world with all these like OP powers, but he is just sitting in there working on his end garden. And that's what he's doing all day. Yeah. And Peppermint and, Butler is his weed guy, you know? And yeah. that's why, that's the connection there. In case any of y'all were like, wondering, spoilers, they're, he's they're the weed guy. Kid. He's the weed guy. He's the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we, yeah, we have, now we have to mark this podcast explicit because cool. we said weed, right? We've been marking all of them explicit. And I didn't <laughs> yeah, say, yeah, I just, I didn't I say just been... weed, I said weeb, you know? Like, oh, I uh, think you said weed anime. guy. Oh, I did. I definitely did. <laughs> um, I was just trying to now, cover my bones. I had a deep thought about death that was so interesting and kind of like fun to think about is apparently that like, you know, he's got the Zen garden and that's like really cool. You don't expect that in like a death castle, but like in Japanese culture, like Zen gardening is supposed to do like, you're supposed to do that while you are contemplating the meaning of life. And I thought that was really deep that literally the master death himself, the leader of the underworld or the dead world, whatever you want to call it, is in there on a daily basis, obviously putting hours away and toiling at a project and a cultural like practice where you meditate the meaning of life. And I thought that was so like kind of transcendental. I don't know. It was like even the ruler of death contemplates the meaning of life. Um, that's And that's my, maybe that's my lesson. Who knows? No, I like that. Is there anything with like Hades or the way he goes about ruling the, the hell or whatever it is in Greek mythology? You know what I'm saying? Um, that would relate to death and adventure yeah. time. I don't know. I also had thoughts about the Zen garden though, which was, it's also like Zen gardens are a form of, meditating like the cycle of life too so it's not just Mm -hmm. death it's also like the stages of life 
And I think it's almost like a reflection of what life and death is, is just like they have to work together for them to be a thing. Yeah. But you can't have one without that. the other kind of concept. Yeah. The sun and the moon, the yin and the yang. Yeah. The, the like, life and the death. And that, that death in this episode is truly, it's kind of that yin yang aspect. Like he is death, but yeah. there's some sort of life and there's some sort of like, you know, contemplating we're, the stages of these people, you know, we're just bringing all sorts of spiritual, I don't know. It's just like so many different ideologies into one conversation. It's kind of cool. I mean, unfortunately we're all three like far too similar when it comes to what we really believe in all that. Yeah. But I, it's, I, you know, I've always had such a fascination with everything from like Zen Buddhism to, uh, you know, like Judaism or, you know, which I guess is more similar to Christianity, Christianity, like the way my friends growing up who were like atheists or agnostic, like how that works and how they feel about it. We had a bass player in my first band who was uh, Muslim and that was cool too, you know, and then my roommate in college was from India and like he had a whole different, like, I think it was, he was a uh, Hindu and I could be totally off on that, but I'm pretty positive he was Hindu and talking about H- that. Hindi. Just, Hindi. Hindi. Sorry. Wow. I really don't mean to offend anybody, but just like, it, it, I don't know. It's very, that's very cool. Very random that three, you know, white people that have very similar, like Christian or like, you know, whatever flexible beliefs, you know, are having a conversation like this. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say background, like obviously we're coming off as a little bit more of the like uncultured or uneducated in forms of religious beliefs or without a uh, doubt. Yeah. Afterlife beliefs per se um, to where when we do get into discussions about this, it's truly interesting because it's things that we don't think about as often as other religions may think about them. Um, and so even Ali, like you bring in, in like the Greek mythology and the ideas of reincarnation is so cool because it's not something that immediately like triggers my mind to think about. And the fact that they're bringing this in on a kid's show and they're talking about reincarnation and death stages and forgetting your memory and, and all this stuff in an, in an afterlife is so just it takes us a moment to like process and like really like sit in and marinate in that, you know? Right. And I also feel like there's a lot of different beliefs that you can take from adventure time, like with the Zen garden, it's also known as the Buddhist rock gardens. And with like Buddhism, they also believe in reincarnation, but also they believe in like enlightenment and death living in a castle of light in this episode, I feel like really connects to the idea of enlightenment in the same way. Mm-hmm. So you can take from both Greek or you can take from other spiritualities and it all can kind of just meld together in this really cool story. I, no, I, I agree. I, I had a moment where I was like, it is so interesting that death lives in a castle of light in this, in like the recesses of the dead world it's obviously the corner of the dead world that is the darkest and that he's choosing to live in a castle of light and be the master of death or whatever and i thought yeah it had it has to be he's either regretting like like however he became death um he's either regretting some aspect of that in my opinion and he's he's 
realizing that he ha- he wants a more enlightened state than just being like, oh, I'm, I want to kill everybody, I'm death. Um, and balancing that with like, obviously he's also OP. So like, why not be death? Because <laughs> you're, you got so many powers. It's like some sort of balance of like, maybe he wants to be reincarnated. Maybe he wa- he is attempting uh, to be in the lowest of the dead worlds, not being able to be reincarnated and trying to enlighten himself so he can escape that world. Wow. I don't know. I, I don't know. That. All that's, <laughs> I, I thought I didn't have any theoretically speaking this episode and that was good. I mean, that's Yeah. Ah, sorry, y'all. I'm just really enjoying this conversation. I didn't, you know, I, I, don't, I hope I didn't come off as, as rude or whatever when I said my whole thing about how like lame we are and how great this conversation is, but I just really have been enjoying this. Um, I, you know, here's a, here's a thought. So death in this episode has rules. Apparently there are some rules to the land of the dead. And the one we know for sure is that lose a music battle, lose your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I go into my joke rules that I've come up with for this episode, was there anything rules of like how you could relate that to Greek mythology as well? Or are we past that at this point in the podcast and we need to keep like, moving? Yeah. Yeah. I guess Ali, with those stories you just talked about, like, yeah. How did they defeat when they went to either go talk like in Greek mythology, talk to the dead, bring the dead back to life? Like what were the overarching rules? If you know of how they could get them out, how they could get out of the dead world themselves. Yeah. Kind of ironically for this episode, it it's very much your connections to other people that usually save you from the underworld. Or in some random cases, it's like your own skill. Like Hercules is one of the only heroes that went to the underworld twice. And one of the times he was just drunk and like, had the idea to go to the underworld and save his friend's wife. Like <laughs> that's how I feel when I go to Broadway in Nashville. What a bro. He he Ubered <laughs> or he he DD'd down to the underworld and got his friend's wife back from the depths of hell. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> that's pretty great. It's true. But so for the ones that don't get out on their own power, it's it's a it's a relationship with some other Greek god or some other like person in the underworld probably that that gets them some sort of like free pass kind of thing. Right. So I can think of two stories in particular where the person went down to the underworld and then either Hades or somebody else laid like rule ground rules for them and they were like you can't do this thing or you're going to you're going to face the consequences like you're going to lose whatever you're trying to get, like in the story you were talking about earlier with Orpheus and his wife, uh, Eurydides, um, he went down to the underworld, played music for Hades. That was so beautiful that, uh, Hades felt compassion for what he was trying to express. And what he was trying to express was the loss of his wife. And, um, Hades was like, okay, I we'll let her go, but you cannot look back at her. So every, when you're climbing out of Haiti or out of the underworld, you can't look back. You just have to trust that she's following you. And in different stories, either he gets tricked into looking back or he just doesn't have the confidence that she's following him. 
And so he ends up looking back and she's brought back to the underworld and he has to continue his life without her. And then the other one that I can think of is Psyche going to the underworld to win back Cupid. (laughs) And um, she has to steal some of, or she actually has to receive some of Persephone's beauty in a box. And her one rule is to not look inside the box. And her curiosity just gets to her. She opens the box and she's put into a sleep. And then Cupid's the one who comes and saves her. So it's very much if they don't have like a God leading them or like somebody leading them out of the situation, they usually fail Yeah, with well, it, what they were trying to do. In, in those stories that you just say, it really speaks to how death and the human condition are so intertwined is that all of the, the tragedies in these stories are tied around like how we're conditioned as humans. Like, you know, walk of the steps, don't look back, like curiosity, uh, fear, all that kind of things that you do experience as human emotions and that are relatable to everybody um, are the downfall of the heroes or are, are the reason why people get stuck in the dead world. It's like the human condition is what, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is getting way too far off. It's like the human condition is the reason why why we are in a dead world. Like it's our faults. I don't know. That's That maybe no, I, is taking it a stretch, but you know. But <laughs> no, I, I, I think that's stories, a really good point. Yeah, the stories all relate to that human condition aspect of it, you know. Yeah, and... I don't know. For some reason, it reminds me too of, and I'm like no longer fully into like all the beliefs that I think I had in college. I, I in a way, like to the depth that I did in college, but it does remind me of like the idea that like we deserve hell sort of a thing, you know, like the idea that like we are not perfect and we need something. And, and that's almost getting like too religious in a way. But I, for some reason, just... The, the Christian belief of that, like where for a long time in, in history that was used in a really like bad way, like how dare you be a better person or you're going to hell kid sort of a vibe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just reminded me of that as well for some reason. Um, or you can just go with the full Sweeney Todd going, we all deserve to die. Much better. I like that better. <laughs> well, let's, Let's go to this the second rule. We're a full weird like go back circle to second rule of the the land of the dead is that uh big bones give you a dexterity disadvantage, and that's why the big bird couldn't save them. because uh, he he D D rolled he rolled bad. He critical rolled bad. You mean critical rolled a one. Uh, a one. He could not yep. do anything. And couldn't even my, throw a hand down in front of the door. Couldn't even, yeah, he had arms hanging there. He could have swung them a little bit. He was know? like, "Hey, I'll roll. I'll, I'll roll a two or above for throwing <laughs> a hand in front of the door and rolled a one." Like, yep. Well, and then the third rule is "Land of the Dead" is an amplifier for toots. Uh, and all I'm saying is, Death has his Zen garden, but he needs to put up some sound treatment around the place because it's a little echoey. Caused a gosh dang avalanche uh, from a single fart. <laughs> For real. Um, for real. Well, hey, as you're yeah. getting to your rules, I'm going to wrap it up with my lessons here. Yes, I got, please. I got three lessons from this one. It's 
don't listen to sketchy skulls on the side of the road. Like yep. that, that was one Good. drink Good the lesson. water. Um, the second is if your brain is stupid, you can't kick death. Cause Ben tries to kick death and he goes, you can't kick me cause your brain is stupid. Mine's pretty so, lame. Mine's just yeah. like, there's nothing like a well-timed toot. And that was, that was my main lesson. <laughs> so, so it's proof, proof that both of our brains, all of our brains, I don't know. Allie's brain is probably a little less stupid than, than me and Russell's. So she was giggling. She was giggling. <laughs> I was at, giggling. I was yeah, giggling. There's no getting around that. No getting around that. And my third lesson, and this comes into play with the peppermint Butler aspect and really kind of Allie, like when we were talking about, you know, going to the underworld, knowing who, you know, if you are in that tight spot, like, and you're trying to reserve, like, I know this person, I know this person, like, don't hurt me. Like, and honestly, when you're in a tight spot, you got to pull out all the stops. You got to be like, Hey, I'm desperate. Like I know, you know, I, the, the frat boy aspect, my dad's a lawyer. <laughs> like, you got to pull out all the stops, but when you're trapped gotta know in a, somebody, it's who you, you got to know, you got to know somebody, but peppermint Butler was the true hero of this episode. Let's be real. What? Did we not just learn that he's not like a full hero? He's, he's like, really, I don't know. Maybe well, in I'm this episode, he's, he's some sort of anti-hero because without yes, Peppermint okay. Butler, they would have totally been annihilated by death. They would but have he been, was like, but I also feel like he's more of an, an, like an antagonist of some sort in this episode, but, but you're right. But I also feel like he's, <laughs> he's just like, he's like chaotic. He's a foreboding yeah, foreboding yeah. presence is how it says. Like he's like chaotic, evil, but not like I don't know. Like maybe he likes to be good sometimes because it's fun to like. Yeah, if it, if it's not chaotic evil, it's definitely the one step above that one. Like <laughs> certainly, certainly Neut- um, ne- neutral evil. I guess is that what that one is like? Maybe so. Yeah, neutral evil. But he's just yeah, yeah. Maybe he's not chaotic. Maybe it's planned a little bit more. Yeah, um, it's definitely yeah. He he's he is very well calculated with all of his dark magic moves for sure. With wrapping up, Ned, I did have one more question for you, and then I've okay. got a real quick beef, and then we'll leave. Um, what what instrument are you playing if you're battling against death? And uh, oh, I had that same question for you. Man. Yeah, I gotta know on the wall. You gotta choose one from the wall. Well, I play guitar. Weirdly enough, if I was in a battle against death, I don't think I'd choose guitar because I'd be too afraid to mess up. I would choose something to where if I saw death was only going to only going to play a double kick drum, not even a full drum set. He had only a backing track. It. There was, there was a backing track of guitar going on and like fireworks. <laughs> and fireworks. And he rocked his own socks off. His feet got stuck to the drum and he was like scream singing. You know? Yeah. That's, so I think I would pick something so beautiful and simple. So like something that you could somehow trick somebody into thinking it was good, like a triangle. Like, yeah. Like trick them into pretending like, you know what you're doing, like a heart. Yeah. Just kidding. Tambor, tambourine, <laughs> triangle. A fiddle instruments that are known to be very difficult to play. <laughs> yeah. Well, even, even, I mean, shoot, dude, the, the even stringed instruments that they're strung like a banjo to have that one open chord where you don't actually have to do anything. Just play one song on one chord where like, at that point, you know you're not going to mess up. And I think that's what I would do. I'd, I'd pick an instrument where I wouldn't mess up. So triangle number one, tambourine number two. Like, I'm going to go singing Saul for myself. Oh, just the, the one like, 
like freaking like what, what do you how do you, taking, you play that I'm by taking like the saw so what you do is you t- the saw from the wall yeah uh, you take the saw you bend it bend and then it, you like, take a, a bow uh, uh, what is it the violin. Like a, a violin, violin bow. Bow. yeah and you do it on the non edgy sharp side of of the um, saw and then you wiggle the saw at the same time and it creates yeah. this just wonderful like atmospherical weird synthy noise and one of my favorite examples of it is uh in the airplane over the sea by neutral milk hotel yeah. you're looking for a great singing saw it's all over that song and really all over the record and just fantastic song fantastic record little shout out right, right there to one of my favorites i do need to know ali's instrument I think mine would be the cowbell because every Ooh. song needs more cowbell. <laughs> every song needs got a prescri- I got a fever, and the only prescription is more yeah. cowbell. It's Saturday Night Live. It's, it's how we opened this episode. I would exactly replicate uh, Will Ferrell in that bit where he has like <laughs> his shirt up and it's just like <laughs> his, his big old belly sticking out. Yeah, like. Some good like thrusts with it, and then right. you get really sad, and you just have like really sad cowbell rings. Exactly, I love it. I okay, love it. you redeemed. I wasn't sure how that was going to go over when we talked about it and beforehand, you but totally you redeemed, redeemed it, yourself. Sure. Uh, that was great. Well, man, this is good. I've got just real fast my beef. I think it, this can we can wrap it up. My beef is with myself, um, and you know why my beef is with myself. It's because of my sexy character of this week. Um, I'm disappointed in myself, Ned. I didn't want to do it. Princess Bubblegum is my sexy character again. And it's real awkward because Allie is right next to me this week when I'm talking about a sexy, talking about a sexy girl. Um, What do you you mean Princess Bubblegum is sexy character? When, When her hair goes short? When her hair goes short, she gets the bob haircut and I'm, I'm vibing with it, man. I'm feeling it. Oh no, I'm scared for you when... Last spoiler drop. Spoiler drop. Princess Bubblegum uh, has a moment where she gets younger in the future seasons, and she's got that same short haircut. That's where I. Well, I'm how like, much younger? I don't. Oh, I'm not. Uh, she turns no. Finn's age. Then no. Finn then is no. See, that's why I, I, can't, I can't. That's it, weird. I feel creepy. Feel creepy. Why did you even say that? She's yeah, because I three thousand years old. And I wanted she to make has you feel weird. Cut. No, I wanted to you, make you feel weird. <laughs> hey, check out the last episode, and then y'all listen to the last episode, and we'll, when we're talking about this classic book fair, and tell me who's the weird one on this podcast, me or Ned. <laughs> I've got a clip. I, that clip's coming out. I got a clip. It's for sure coming out. I can't wait for <laughs> when it. I'm starting. I get creepy talking about nostalgia. I do probably. Yeah. Oh that man. Little... Well, thank you guys. Oh, oh go ahead, Allie. Sorry. Uh... <laughs> no, no, no. Go that... ahead. That last little bit kind of made me think, what if, I guess this is my theoretically speaking, but what if uh, when uh, Princess Bubblegum ate the flower, she got a little bit younger, like she got some life back because the flower came back from the dead. And that's why like her hair goes back to when she was like younger or like. Oh, so, so you're thinking that she didn't eat the flower knowing her hair would do that. Right. Like it was a byproduct of it being brought back from the dead. That's an Which interesting thought. Fascinating because but that's different than what I said earlier when I was like, oh, maybe that's how she stays young. She eats this flower 
and it keeps but her maybe, like but the maybe same she forever. Maybe I she like didn't that know. But, but yeah, maybe she. she no but clue. this this time, but maybe eating the flowers. I don't know. Maybe she's just hungry. Yeah. Maybe she's just weird because she is weird. She's weird. She's but weird. This, I like I that. Know. Hypothetically speaking, theoretically speaking, that yes. this time it had an actual crazy effect because it had been dead before and had been brought back to life. I don't know. Well, we're going to have to have Allie on another time in the future. And uh, she promised me a segment. We're not getting into it this, <laughs> this week. Uh, Allie Katz, uh, Catwalk is going to be a fashion corner because she works in fashion. Um, yes. And we're then, gonna, I want to have that on when we have an episode of a lot of characters being brought in, like maybe, maybe a lot of new characters, maybe uh, when we have like some King, King of Ooh comes in and King of Ooh has just terrible fashion. So I need fashion, good. fashionista fashion advice, advice about that. Yeah. And then uh, Alley Cat Cat Facts, I think is another great segment that we have for you for later on. But y'all, thank you for sticking around. This is our longest episode of the day, even longer than any of our specials. And that yeah. is Bizarre. ridiculous. Uh, but we are so happy y'all have been here this entire time. For anyone who kept listening, please go check us out. I mean, clearly you thought we were worth uh, an hour and so yeah. of your time. If we're worth an hour and six minutes of your time, we're worth that Instagram like, Instagram follow. Follow, yeah. Follow us on Instagram at Never Ending Adventure Cat or Podcast. Sorry, Never Ending Adventure Podcast. To talk at Never Ending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast, email at NEA dot travelers log at gmail.com for all your thoughts, your feelings, whatever you want us to talk about on the podcast. I hope you didn't email this week because I forgot to look. Uh, but I am usually really, really good about looking every week to see what people are sending in and if it's something we want to talk about on the episode or not, check us out on YouTube. Even if you listen to us somewhere else, a subscribe there helps us immensely because I think that's like an entirely different listener base. And it would be really cool to get that algorithm pushing a little bit and uh, not to like push aside any other uh, February holidays that are happening uh, for our podcasts. In addition to those uh, friendship February, is what I'm going to call this, where bring a friend to the podcast, like tra- someone you travel with and is a buddy companion, like bring them on to listen to the podcast and like join us. And that, that honestly is the big call to action for, for this month. In my opinion is bring a friend yeah. uh, and, and don't travel alone because uh, it's dangerous to go alone and uh, take this piece of advice, bring a friend. Uh, that's my Zelda reference as well. And I'm saying that that's my Dungeons episode rush reference from Adventure oh, Time. You exactly. Never wanna, you never want to go Better. through a dungeon alone, right? Well, Ned, last thing. Party forever. Oh, I love that you guys. What's Allie's sign off? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, yes. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>